0: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You are listening to Lyles Movie Files. I'm doing a special episode tonight because I wanted to talk about season five, what we've seen so far, This Is Us. This Is Us is one of my favorite shows on TV right now. Love the cast. Don't think it has a weak link. The Stories are always heart-wrenching and just tug at every bit of your emotions. This season, the writers decided to focus more on current events which means there is a lot of discussion about Black Lives Matter and the pandemic that has just shook up the entire world in 2020. I think so far in the series we've always kind of assumed that they were in a present day sort of state but this season kind of confirmed that the present storyline is where we are. That's kind of interesting because some things don't quite line up with matching up with what's going on in 2020, but we'll let that slide. So I want to break this one down. Uh, we had, this is a weird thing. My dad and I used to watch Lost when it came on every week. And one of our great frustrations with the show was when it would come on for like two episodes. We'd get two new episodes and then we'd have to wait a month and a half before we got another new episode. Then they'd go to a string of reruns. It was, it was a pain. This season started on October 27th, and it was weird because we got a two, you know, we got a doubleheader, so we got a two-hour season premiere, and then we had to wait a week because of the election, and then we get two more episodes. And this episode, Tuesdays, wrapped up and said, "Coming back in January, this is us." And I was like, "Well, dude, why did y'all start the season if we're only really gonna get three episodes over four weeks?" it was weird um like i said not a huge fan i would have been fine waiting until january where we can just get a long string of episodes i think everybody understands we're in a pandemic shooting has been rough but going the rest of november so that means no thanksgiving no christmas episode and you know those have kind of been staples of the show not having those special episodes are weird And it would have been interesting watching the show tackle something that's a reality for all of us. How would the Pearsons spend the Thanksgiving in quarantine? What would Christmas look like? I think in a lot of ways, This Is Us embodies the best parts of family. And it would have been really fun to see how they handle that in this pandemic era. But we're not going to get that. Maybe we'll see a New Year's Eve party. Well, who knows? I wanted to kind of do this recap, looking at each character, as opposed to all the big storylines at once. So I'm going to just tackle them character at a time, starting with my least favorite storyline slash character arc to my favorite. So let's go. I'm going to start off with Rebecca, not because she doesn't have anything interesting going on, but because her storyline. Didn't really develop further than what we already knew she's slowly losing her memory, and uh the first episode or first two episodes looked at her or you know increasing memory loss, and we saw that birthday party of the big three where she wanders off and gets totally lost now this was back when this was this was kind of teased earlier with Randall and Kevin and hey what's going on and it was just a fake out everything's fine she remembered everything and she's here for thanksgiving this time we got to see what happened now the tricky part was they tried to retrofit this scene as if it was happening right now during the pandemic so when she's in the restaurant nobody's wearing masks and she's in a restaurant um that was kind of weird maybe maybe rebecca's in the midwest so anyhow it was it was this thing of okay we're incorporating that into this flashback and besides that everything kind of checked out although the police officers also didn't wear masks when they brought her back over nobody's wearing masks but that's that's just kind of something you have to deal with when you're fitting something into another scene and if that segment was part of quarantine life then you had to incorporate that as well Um so yeah that was that's basically all of Re- present-day Rebecca's storylines she really didn't have anything on her own going on in the in the flashbacks so Rebecca was kind of a supporting character for the most part and sort of just there no no knock on Rebecca she just didn't have anything interesting I want to move on to my next one because this one I don't know I think Kate is a good character I like her kind of more in theory than basically any storyline subplot that she actually has so for whatever reason her and Toby were having these marital issues they were having these really significant communication problems last season when their son and they realized that he was blind and couldn't see him and then Toby had this impulsive thing of well I understand the value of siblings so let's adopt and it seemed like a very Toby thing to do but it also was kind of weird because they just you know they had these marital issues I don't really know if they worked them out sufficiently in the sense of hey we're gonna have a kid that can't see what does that do to affect and change our life and I don't feel like the writers really explored that well enough before hey let's just go into having another kid for him that seems a little odd just in the sense of that's a that storyline has enough ground to tackle with both of them adjusting to this new life just as parents also with you know his his eyesight issues I'm trying to be pc and i just call him blind the whole time but i mean it's it's an issue and it's something that they have to address and learn how to navigate And I feel like just immediately putting him, putting little Jack onto the shelf and he's with a babysitter, but who is this babysitter that's watching him all the time? Because we don't even introduce that character. Um, And that babysitter should, should have, should have probably been a storyline like, Hey, who is this person that we have watching our son? Are they qualified to watch our son? I don't know. It just, I feel like with Kate, they have so many tragic storylines that trying to work up some drama with this new mother who is going to deliver their baby and this triggers something in her past seems like a problem now let's go ahead and talk about that big secret from her past so while she's hanging out with this new mom who's going to give toby and kate her, her baby she reveals that she thought about having an abortion and the show writers i feel like are always skewing to one perspective you now you know this this debate is whatever right like you have a side you don't have a side and you're strongly opposed to the other side's perspective and i feel like a show like this is us always toes the line with the more liberal perspective in the side of Hey, that's what you want to do, you're all for it, go for it. No shame in this game. And I feel like sometimes we need a character, maybe maybe like cousin or uncle Nikki, who would stir things up with that other perspective where it's like, ooh, everybody's uncomfortable. And anyhow, so she said, I thought about getting an abortion, but I decided not to. And then Kate's mood immediately shifts, right? And sometimes with this this the plots and the way they write things i know exactly where they're going but after a kevin conversation with kevin kate is really sad and then she tells toby that back with that loser boyfriend of hers uh who was kind of mentally abusive and trying to take her away from the family she got pregnant she got an abortion And this is season five of This Is Us. And I feel like this is not the only storyline that's kind of coming out of nowhere in a soap opera kind of twist. I feel like the way that Kate operates, we would have known about this abortion. Because when she was having her issues with Jack, she was like, oh my gosh, I'm not not feeling good. I think I may lose a baby when, hey, your son is going to be visually impaired all the rest of his life. I feel like Kate is the kind of person who carries her guilt with her and she's not shy about talking about her feelings about how it was her fault that her father Jack died trying to get the dog Uh, and just her issues with her size and her self-esteem her singing like she's never been shy about talking about her issues now Sure, maybe that's something she never wanted to talk about with anybody, but I kind of feel like Kate would have would have interpreted her issues during the pregnancy as some sort of punishment for getting an abortion when she was 18 and not being able to take care of the, of the baby. So that just kind of feels like one of these, hey, let's give Kate something else tragic. I hated that boyfriend storyline because they always make Kate off like such a loser. And some of that is because, I don't know if it's some inherent thing about, hey, she's the bigger person, so she can't ever really be happy long term. But I feel like this was a time to just let Kate be Kate, be happy. She has a kid. They wanted a family. She's got one. Throwing in this newfound guilt about having an abortion when she was 18, the, the big three now we know are 40. So this was a long, long time ago. And... It was just weird that it just so randomly came up right at this point and we're supposed to I don't know Kate is just not the person who would never have talked about that to anybody especially Toby who's always been super um he's Toby has been that guy who's been super supportive he's never shied away from backing her with anything and he didn't know her when she got this abortion so I, I don't know it just seems so odd that this would never have come up especially when she was in the midst of struggling through this pregnancy um yeah wasn't a fan of this twist I'm not the biggest fan of the let's immediately adopt a new kid and introduce that as some new drama that they've got to face and I really don't know what they're gonna do to resolve this Kate got an abortion when she was a teenager storyline anyway because it's just more trauma grief that the rest of them really don't deal with and It's just making Kate sad and just a character who always results in some crappy, just terrible storyline in the sense of she's never going to make you feel good when you watch her on screen. It's just like, oh, gosh, how is Kate going to bum us out this time? So, yeah, let's move on now because I'm getting bummed out thinking about Kate and her poor storyline. All right. Next up is Jack, my man, my favorite, one of my favorite characters on the show. Jack's role in these four episodes is kind of interesting uh he is as always the ideal trying so hard to be the perfect father to his kids and navigating them through everything he didn't have a whole lot going on the first two episodes saw him getting nervous getting really excited about the big three's arrival and like the fallout from that hey i'm never gonna grow a beard i'm never gonna have facial hair and of course we see that later as being a thing with them um yeah jack's storylines I, I always feel like the writers do jack well like they handle him pretty well maybe that's just because jack's dead and there's no future to continue writing for him but i thought jack always always comes off well and the end of this fourth episode was one of his great moments one of the great additions to to the ongoing jack highlight reel he's trying to get rebecca to stop babying kevin because he's just tired of how soft she's making him and i think this is a probably a very real argument you'd see couples having hey you're, you're going too easy on this guy he's gonna be a chump and quit at the first sign of anything any hint of adversity and i think we've seen that over over the years with Kevin like he's he's a work in progress but this episode showed how a little bit of tough love Ashley can help him I'm going to talk more about this with Kevin's storyline but I just like how Jack is always geared toward ensuring that his children have a better life than he did and have a better relationship with their father than he did I think there's one like, I always the thing that kind of gets me is how different you'd think these kids' lives would be if Jack were still alive. And it's just all those possibilities. They did that really cool episode where we saw what life would be like if Jack were still around. And it was like, everybody's so much better. But, um, Yeah. I just that's always the thing like oh man he's never going to get to see this he's never going to see Randall become a city councilman he's not going to see Kevin become this cool actor he's not going to see a grandson from Kate it's just ah rips at you but Jack always like I said comes off very well good arc and as usual acting is always spectacular from him not a lot to say with Jack either because I think the The two sibling boys really kind of dominate in terms of the meaty storylines that we've seen so far this season. So now let's go into the first one. Okay, Randall definitely was going to be a focal point of the season uh, before shooting of this uh, for the seasons began everybody started thinking hey black lives matter whoa what an interesting concept well here's some things that we should do in every walk of everything right we've seen this not a stranger i mean it, it's been going on for a while and some 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 hey we support black lives matter some companies have kind of shied away just in terms of like the what's next others have been no we're serious about this we're going to do what we said and we're going to show you how much we want to make this change to what we're doing to our business model to our shows to our representation etc so the black lives matter story comes into fruition with this is us with the first episode and uh, the pandemic's going on and the family's at home watching the george floyd incident and her murder and it's weird because randall goes through this metamorphosis i guess if you could say it that way where now all of a sudden this really matters to him and i feel like randall and beth are suffering from the writer's inability or just lack of concern for really focusing on the fact that Randall's a black guy um, who's had some issues uh, with his identity and how that's translated over the years now we've seen I don't want to make it sound like the writers have never addressed the fact that Randall's black growing up in a white household but I feel like there's some issues like this that they've never tackled and now they're trying to play catch-up and I think the catch-up is proving to be a little problematic um, and we saw early on when they were younger and they were at the pool and Randall's ashy and he had issues with his hair and how Jack and Rebecca were like, oh shoot, uh, we don't know how to do this. And they kind of befriended some black families so they could make sure that they were doing right by their son. I mentioned that because one of the core aspects of Randall's storyline so far is he has no way to react with his family about what's going on with all these black men and women getting killed by police and I feel like the writers are trying to overcompensate for not addressing this earlier but the Pearson family is not the kind that I think is the right example for this um we've seen how we've seen Kevin drop everything literally everything he's got a big role he's got this big moment and he's like I don't care I'm gonna be right by my brother's side we've seen Kate drop everything to help her family Randall needs us we're I'm right there with you and it seems really hard for me to believe that this family who already suffered this great tragedy would never think hey Uh, my son, my brother, is black, black people are getting killed. Let's not talk about it. I feel like that conversation we had with Kate, it was powerful, it was strong, but it was perfect if Kate were Randall's co-worker and not his sister. And even if they were oblivious and never, ever once thought about this impact on Randall, I think seeing this pop up in the news and knowing that they have black nieces and nephews, or nieces, and they have a black, um, you know, sister-in-law, that it would make them go, wait a second, what's going on here? This is totally wrong. We've got to make sure they're safe. And then you also look at Rebecca, who has looked at Randall as her pride and joy, like son number one. She's never going to be that character or that person who is going to be oblivious to that and just say oh everything's fine he's good now listen clearly i'm not adopted by a white family so i can't vouch for what goes on in that household but i also feel like we're assuming that they don't care and love randall which i think is way it's a bigger issue because randall makes a statement i'm tired of making y'all comfortable and it's just yeah. It's like the writers were like, Yeah, look at us, we're we're finally addressing this thing. But I feel like the better way to address it is to have Randall have black friends. And you know, like we have a potential friend for him in Malik's dad. And I think it's kinda goofy and silly that Randall doesn't have any black friends. There's a problem I had with the Flash early on, I guess still consistently, when Iris got married and she had her bridal party and she had her bachelorette party and no one no one she had no friends like literally no friends it was cecile it was felicity they dragged over from arrow and um frost so it's just, it just weird because it's like yo she should have a life she should have friends who look like her or friends in general and that's the same thing with Randall. It's like randall grew up he was like, yo, I want to go to Howard. Howard looks great. It's amazing. It is. And I want to do this thing. And he didn't. And I feel like we've never seen Randall interact with adults, like as a friend. And he's the one that's away from his from his other siblings. Jack and you know, Jack, Kevin and Kate make more sense because, you know, they can just hang out with each other. Kate has Madison. And Kevin's all around with all of his actor friends. So... That kinda of makes sense. But Randall, it's just like, eh, I know he's got Beth, but who's he talk to when he and Beth are having issues? And I guess some of that is why, hey, the therapy changing therapist scene makes sense. But it's also I think long term they'd be better suited giving Randall some black friends so he could talk to you about this stuff. Long term, not just the reactionary thing of, Hey, here's what's going on and I'm mad at you guys for never asking me how I felt. While black men were getting killed in the streets. And that was a lot for Randall, right? That was, woo. okay, cool. Now he's lashing out kind of at the family. Who, like I said, I don't think would have reacted that way. But then we've also got a major twist. Because in the first, or the second half of the season premiere, we learned that his mom actually did not die she miraculously recovered William was totally oblivious and the paramedics were able to revive her and she never knew her son and we see uh, an elderly guy with his granddaughter cooking and she the granddaughter mentions hey is this the lady in the picture and I assume that's her granddaughter as well and we don't know what's going on until of course we see a picture and it's the guy's a younger guy and he is with Randall's mother now I immediately was like this is this is so soap opera this is like Roman still being alive and now his face is changed and wait Roman is actually back and this guy is Jack it was so soap opera. My grandmother would be proud of this storyline as she was watching it. Um, but yeah, it was really kind of out there. And I was like, oh, there's no possible way that they can connect Randall with this guy who dated and loved his mother. And I have to give him credit because the whole viral incident with Randall getting undressed, that was funny. And it also provided a really sensible avenue for this connection. I like that because it made sense. Um, and it seems like his mom may still be, may still not be around. So he still may not know his parents. But he may have some other siblings out there. And who knows? Maybe it's his campaign aide. Haha, <laughs> wouldn't that be a twist, right? But anyway, so I thought that was kind of soap opera. We'll see where that goes. I am way more intrigued with it. Than I was with the reveal that hey Randall's mother didn't die after she gave birth, like William and Randall thought um it's so interesting that 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 she never knew anything she never looked William back up because I feel like William was not necessarily a hard guy to find if she wanted to find him, um maybe there was some anger that he took her baby. I don't know lots of lots of breakdown with that, but I don't know if I care just because feel like that that's something they threw in now like hey bet y'all didn't see that coming and it's like yeah i definitely did not see that coming because it's that's a soap opera move all right now we're gonna wrap it up here with my last guy the one who i think has had the most consistently strong storylines through season five so far this is us and that's kevin kevin is still feeling a little he is Still in his feelings with that fight he had with Randall. And vice versa. And there is a definite distance between the two brothers. He and Kate are tight. That's no change. No difference. He is adjusting to the fact that he is going to be a father of twins with Madison. And of all the various relationships that Kevin has been in. I really like this Madison one. I don't know why. I just I like the dynamic between those two. And Madison has always been a fun supporting character. She's been there for Kate for since forever. And I don't know. She's just quirky enough to work with him. And she's got her own issues with her eating disorder. So she'll fit right in with the Pearson family, right? They had some great moments. She fell. They went to the doctor. And everything was fine. He proposed to her. She said, yeah. And... I, I don't know there's something about this these two that I really like. I want to see that come forward. Um, Kevin is continuing to deal with his feelings of, hey, am I good enough? He's got this new acting gig and he's really excited. he works with this director who is a absolute jerk. He doesn't offer him any kind of feedback. He's just like really on him hard and it bookends with a flashback where we see the football coach giving him a hard time for not having a playbook down and and he wants to quit he wants to give up he's tired of being harassed he's he's been getting up late at night to work out and jack doesn't know that and he's eating so he can get the body type down like the coach said and he's like i've been putting in the work i'm frustrated because you're not seeing what i'm doing and i feel like we can all relate to that on some level right they don't see what i'm really doing to do this stuff and kevin's mad and he's just like whatever i'm done with this and i'm over it and jack goes nope i'm not letting him quit you're making him soft rebecca he's gonna have to work at this and we see a really nice scene with, with with kevin and randall working together as if becoming teenagers we're seeing a bit more tension or just more um bickering and fights between the two of them. And it was really nice actually seeing them work together, him giving him the system to work. And it was really great to see that Kevin still adapts that um strategy. The the color coded breakdown of studying to get something down. It's really interesting to see where this goes. Like, Kevin's dream now is he wants to win an Oscar while Rebecca's still alive and can still remember it. That's awesome. I hope that actually does happen because, yeah, I I like Kevin's such a reclamation project. And I think he's that bad boy that all the girls in high school would be attracted to because he's like, oh, I can fix him and make him better. But I think in Kevin's case, he is a good character who's not just a, a constant screw up. Like, he tries to get better. So, i feel like the show has kind of shifted from randall being the best well-written character to kevin basically from that time where he started relapsing i think that was like the transition point from hey randall's not no longer the best character uh all by himself now now he's got some competitions and they're kind of vying back and forth with for best storylines so kevin is he's got a lot of stuff going on he's trying to be better and i don't know he he's Fascinating to me as a character, the dynamic with Randall. And I thought he said something that was kind of interesting because he was talking to Kate, and Kate was like, I'm so, you know, we never asked Randall how he was doing. He was like, Yeah. But he kind of defended his parents, which I thought was interesting, and what we didn't see or hear from any other character because it's like they did the best they can or could. And like the writers try to make it like Jack and Rebecca were negligent somehow for not having real issues real conversations about being black with Randall also I forgot to mention this when I was discussing the Randall thing about how they are the writers are being more reactive we have a Latino Latinx character Miguel we've had zero zero no mention whatsoever about um, immigration or anything that would be concerning to Miguel he has family he has grandchildren we're not mentioning that kind of stuff even if it doesn't directly affect him it's affecting his people he's seeing this and the politics and everything this whole let's build a wall let's get him out of here we're not addressing that and Brandon Miguel is not a main character he's a side character married to a supporting character basically because older Rebecca is basically a supporting character but I feel like Miguel has been a long time person in the Pearson's life and these are issues that are affecting him and maybe when something big happens we'll start to realize that in season 7 we'll start focusing on what matters to Miguel but heads up writers that's something you could talk about and discuss a little earlier instead of waiting until somebody in the writer room is like hey we should talk about Latinos or Latinx so hopefully that's sooner rather than later cause yeah i mean we have got a character here let's talk about it so four episodes in not really feeling where they're going with kate they feel like they're always trying to make her sad and her life is just always miserable jack rebecca marriage life seems awesome but clearly if you're into any storyline this season it's going to be randall or Kevin, because they're the ones who have the most interesting storylines, what's going to happen with this guy, now that he knows who Williams Hill's son is, how is Randall going to react, what is Kevin going to do to become an Oscar winning actor, how's he going to react to being your father, what's going to happen with him and Madison, are they going to stay together, and what else is going to go down to surprise and completely up unravel and up in the Pearson family as season five returns but that's my immediate take right now Uh, as far as how this rates with other seasons I think playing catch up to social issues is not a strength of the writers in the writing room I think they could approach this a little bit better I really hate that Randall is confiding all of his deep thoughts in terms of being a black man to Malik I think Malik is a character that he should have a mental relationship with, which is cool. That's great. I love that he's working with him as an intern. But I don't like the fact that this is the character that Randall is unpacking all these issues, all these thoughts to. Because it's like, uh, you really should talk to an adult. And hopefully, I mean, you know, the therapist is great, but he needs more people to talk to. Rebecca is also awesome. But he needs another guy and it shouldn't be that he's telling how all his great thoughts to a therapist and his daughter's boyfriend. Let's work on that writers. Alright. That's it for me on this episode. Winding down sort of sort of long. But I had a lot of thoughts about this as us. Love the show. I'm kinda curious to see where this is gonna go right now. I am hoping this this storylines tighten up a bit and that this Kate drama doesn't last too long and we just focus on her and Toby because I think those two are a happy couple and let's let's just have a little happiness in this show because everything else is going crazy all right y'all thanks for listening as always I'll have the normal episode with the fellas up in a day or so so stay tuned and I've also got a new giveaway for Nicolas Cage's new movie Jiu-Jitsu more information on that soon so over now thanks for rolling as always and i will see, talk to you all later this episode allows movie files has been filed